one. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Tell Your Story podcast. Uh, my name is Q, and today's guest is Jules. Uh, if you have not known, uh, Jules is a woman who has been honored, who's been a guest speaker on Keys and Inklets, a podcast on separating facts from fiction within often widely misunderstood lifestyles, and on another podcast, Pillow Talk, that focused on female-led relationships, and had a documentary of alternative lifestyles podcast in the UK. Uh, she is also the author of The Making of a Woman, uh, which should be available on a- Amazon currently right now. Am I correct? Yes, it's it's out. She launched. Oh, nice. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so if you if you can, please check out her book. Uh, but for uh, but with all that said, uh, please welcome our guest Jules on to the podcast. Hello, Jules. Uh, how are you doing today? Thank you. I am so glad we finally got this set up. I'm doing great. I mean, this is it's a great way to start my Monday and my week. So I'm excited about this. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we had a little bit of technical difficulties sharing the setup, the video <laughs> and stuff. It was on my end. So, you know, you know, you have to love technology and stuff. Um, but for that, uh, let's just like delve right in. So the making of a woman. What is that about exactly for our listeners and viewers and what does it entail and what does it and what is it about um, from um, especially since it's coming from like experiences from your own life? Well, it is a memoir. It's a memoir of my life. Um, it, uh, it has phases, I guess uh, you could say it, the first part is is growing up in the Midwest in a uh, semi low income family. Um, a large family we moved into, how I pretty much got lost in the shadows, uh, the, the, uh, the abuse, the sexual abuse, the mental abuse, um, and lack of guidance, um, and how, you know, I, I, I dropped out in ninth grade and pretty much catapulted into uh, adulthood with the skill set that I had as a child. Mm-hmm. And so the story goes on and it shows bits and pieces and not necessarily uh, like a timeline, but more so focusing on the, the emotions, the language of the heart, the things that we all can connect to. Mm-hmm. And so throughout this journey, I take my reader all the way to the point where I find sobriety, and then I then catapult even quicker and faster, I think, into this world of spiritual connection and love and friendships and like adulting, <laughs> <laughs> adulting with a skill set. Mm-hmm. And it has been beyond amazing. So that's a little snapshot of uh, the making of a woman. Awesome. Um, so with uh, with that, I think the uh, best question would be, how how does adulting with skills uh, go about? Because I'm because I'm like still trying to adult, and I don't, and it's still like one of those like learned skills that I'm even trying to like get a grasp on and stuff like that, especially in this day and age uh, now. <laughs> You did not hear the word perfection in any of that, did you? <laughs> no, I guess not. No, and I've been told if you look good doing it, you're not doing it right, you know? 
No, one of the cool things about recovery is that it's pretty much the reset button of life. Mm -hmm. So I was told, you know, people, places, and things, all of that had to change, you know? And so it is, it's a reset on life. And what happens is through the, you know, through my years of, of being in the rooms of recovery, I've been able to work through the things that made me respond to things the way I did. Mm-hmm. And so we, we work through the past, we work through, you know, clean up my messes that I made. And then it's like, we start, uh, it, we start acquiring skills that are in line with the spiritual path. And I'm not saying any sort of organized religion because I, I was not, that was just not my deal. I, I, I did not, I'm not a follower. Um, and so for me to, uh, personally, I wouldn't have been successful if I would have sat down in the pew of a Catholic church. You know, that was not the avenue I was supposed to take. And so this, this relationship I have with the spiritual being is simply a higher power. Mm-hmm. And, and I refer to it as source, you know? So as I move forward now, cleaning, you know, I got rid of all that baggage, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm, as I'm acquiring these new tools, I have a different set of glasses as I'm looking at things. My tool set, like, or my skill set, like you said, is it's completely different because I think also besides it's just that I've grown up a bit um, and I'm tired of doing the things that don't work. (laughs) I also, through meditation and those sorts of things, I really can just ground myself and connect with this, with this source. And, And that more times than not, if I choose to listen, um, that is the successful route of me, quote unquote, adulting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that that is practically how adulting is. <laughs> My 23 is still learning, you know, um, so it, yeah, so definitely sounds like a very relatable story of like experience <laughs> um, with like the knowledge of what you get from that experience to like creating something new for yourself and stuff like that. Um, is that is that what it is? Um, and then on top of that, with like a dash of like a recovery from like where you where you are and stuff like that. Um, it so it sounds like it was like a long but very hard like road for you it sounds like yes and I think as now because I get to see the whole picture and I'm not in like the 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 abusive side or the just getting sober side like I have a bit more clarity and I think when I look at this whole picture I realize that the first part of my journey this story was so necessary and for the second part Now, I'm not suggesting that what I went through was right or wrong. In fact, I just put it as it just is. Like take all judgment out of it. I don't need to fight it anymore. I don't need to be sorrow about it anymore. I'm just, it is what it is, right? It is. So what I do though, is I also learned that things, for instance, like the resilience I learned as a child is one of my strongest tools as an adult. Mm -hmm. Self-sufficiency is one of my strongest suits as an adult. I will survive. If I survived that level, that degree of, of toxicity, mm-hmm. imagine what it's like over here in, in sobriety. You know, so I don't have, I'm not sorry for what happened to me. 
that's, it wasn't, it wasn't my call. I believe, you know, source had this journey lined up for me. There's a purpose. Everybody's got a purpose. Some people go through a, a car accident. Some people have health problems, right? These are the things that kind of create that character within us. Mm-hmm. And that just knowing that gives me a sense of hope that that was not for nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Especially when you sort of look at it from, you know, like a game of cards necessarily, you know, we're sort of like given the hand we're dealt with. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there was like, there was like a saying from like this video game character that I, that I've like taken a lot of heart to. And it was like, you know, greatness doesn't come from like the hand we're dealt, but how we uh, play it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and sort of like how, you know, yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, with our life experience, like what are we like going to do to craft sort of like, the greatness that we want to see or at least a sort of like piece of heaven that we would like to see on our own side of the earth you know um especially like with your book just sharing your story and like your memoir of like what life is like going through like the abuse that you did go through um and the alcoholism and the recovery and stuff like that too um so delving more into that um what how how what was it what was it like have, having to handle all that abuse and having to recover from it on top of like also recovering from like the alcoholism and stuff like that too um and uh yeah yeah let's yeah so here let's let's look at this in a different with different lenses let's go there um you know what happened to me while it was happening as a younger child I was uh, protected by these layers of defense, right? I became that really quiet person that kept me safe. I, I was in the shadows that kept me, you know, also kept me safe. So I acquired all of these defenses, like almost like layers of armor, right? Mm-hmm. And so then I was able to make it through that part of the journey, right? There were disassociation that protected me. You know, there was, there was, there was a lot in that, that even though I was going through that little war, I was, I was protected. So then when I come into recovery, I have to realize that those, those armors have to come off because we need to get to the bottom of this. And so before recovery, what happened was, is that the armors were so thick that it was almost like it was suffocating me. And mm-hmm. so what happened was, is that drugs and alcohol weren't the problem. They were the solution. Those, those two things allowed me to take those armors off, to let me just exhale, to let me chameleonize, and I can actually talk normally with other people. You know, it's just, it, it made me normal. So without that, I was geared back up underneath all that armor and fear and, mm-hmm. you know, inferiority. And so coming into recovery, peeling those layers off, is getting sober is not for the weak because you are, you've got, I mean, I was 35. So 35 years worth of armor Mm. that you got to peel off. I mean, that's, it's total exposure. It's vulnerability, right? So, but again, as I, as I peel this back, I'm able to get in and find that 
you know, what is it that made me think the way it is? What parts of it, what parts of my body still hold trauma, you know? And so it's a very healing process as, you know, now, of course, moving through those armor, they still will slap up real quick. Mm -hmm. It's, it's part of my ego. It, it's there for a reason. Thank you. But, um, so I have to now be mindful that, you know what, I don't need eight layers of armor. I'm, I'm simply in the elevator with another person and I'm going downstairs, right? It's like, this is not necessary, but that's the instinctually, that's really what helped me survive. So, so you know, going through this, it's, it's been a process, but I also think the perception of it and to see the appreciation of the things that hindered me you know, in my, you know, in the, the recovered side of it has given me a sense of acceptance, not that it was okay, but acceptance that this was all part of the bigger picture. And more than anything, one thing I was told on my journey was that I am not responsible for any of the stuff that happened to me as a little girl. I am not, absolutely not, but I am responsible for what I do with it now. And hearing that almost like took the breath out of me it was like I've got some power I've got some, oh my god like I, this is this is not going to take me over and so little things like that I think give me courage to pull back those layers of armor mm. that I acquired <laughs> yeah yeah so so is it, yeah so it sounded like it was like a lot you know like you said it was like the armor especially after 35 years and you kind of have to peel it off and be vulnerable. Um, so with that, especially for our listeners, you might've gone through like, you know, instances of sexual assault or any like ill harm that has been done to them. Uh, what would you say would their, would your advice be for them to be in their own like roads of recovery, so to speak, or their own way of like sort of peeling back and being vulnerable, vulnerable, especially wanting to share their story um, without feeling that sense of judgment too. Um, especially like, you know, now where, you know, the conversations of a lot of these things are still like a little bit tattoo, but taboo, uh, not tattoo, taboo, um, but um, more normalized as time go, but not at to that point, you know, where they feel comfortable. Like, what would your advice be? for them? Well, first off, I have learned, I know nothing except what my journey is about. Mm -hmm. So for me to give advice or suggest another person to do A, B, and C would be a complete disaster. I'm going to set them up for failure. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is I can share my experience. So this is what I did. Okay. And, and it doesn't necessarily, not everybody necessarily needs to take the exact same steps I did, but just the overall idea of it. If, if, you know, I endured the, the trauma, I found a safe place for a long period of time that I could start uh, peeling back some of that. Now, keep in mind also that safe place is where tears flow. That's the ice around your heart man, melting, mm -hmm. you know, tears flow, you'll blow bubbles, you'll be journaling. I mean, life will be a mess. You can barely make it through the grocery store without crying. I'm speaking all from experience on all of those. But to realize that's exactly what's supposed to happen. So don't try to clean it up. Just keep doing you, like that authentic side of you. And then, and then I, what I did is I surrounded myself with people who knew exactly what it was like 
to go through that sort of transition. So for me, it was in the rooms of recovery. There are rooms of, you know, uh, adult children of, of alcoholic families. I mean, there's 12 programs everywhere if you think about it, you know, and then to continue to really find that circle of people who will A, call you on your crap. Like, we're not, we're not going to sugarcoat this. We've come way too far. Like, like I need someone who's going to be straight up and honest with me in, in a loving manner. And then also somebody who will, who will sit there in that space with me, you know, to find those people. And I have found that when I just say it and put it out, like kind of what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. if I'm mindful, source will bring those people to me. So, and that's really my, my experience. And then I continue to spiritually seek guidance. Mm-hmm. So that happens to be in guided meditations. I do journaling. That's how this book even became what it is today mm-hmm. is I just had that longing, this like urgency, like this has got to get out. It's like, what do I, what do you mean you want me to write a, how do I get out? How do I get this out? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I mean by like a spiritual guidance. I'm not holier than thou. We're not kumbaya I mean, I'm just listening what's going on inside. And these are the things that have been very, very beneficial. And the cool, cool thing is, is I can, I can slide back and down that scale back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like I can think I got it going on and then wham, I'm back in the bubble of, you know, I'm back in that space of blowing bubbles and journaling. And, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, <laughs> it's all mine. So there's no threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and stick with it. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Mm. That's, that's good. That's good. Sharing <laughs> your like life experience, especially something that can translate to like a lot of people too. Um, even even to myself, who like you know has like grown up and like felt like you know out of place, or really have not gotten like that like really like a solid group and then I found that like through my experience at college and stuff like that too um and at least you know not to like the realms of like you know of like sharing like me being sexually assaulted or anything like that but just sharing my experience with like sort of like you know feeling like you know the odd one out of feeling of of uh really wanting to like have a sense of community and long and long with like a group of like like-minded people such as myself too even though we might be going on different goals and different tracks yeah. but still have like that same like commonality of like wanting to be the best versions of ourselves more than anything um and if you think about connectivity right yeah. like let's go back to like keeping it all in and you know i just need to look like everything is fine Well, the reason why humans do that is because I want people to like me. I want people to want to be around me. Those are all connections and connection is a form of love. So this is just a uh, a technique that doesn't serve us well, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's all with the same motive of finding that connection and that love. So even if, you know, you coming into say a group that I was explaining, you can bring love, you can bring that connection. So it doesn't have to actually be like, I am gonna be with white women who are this year's old, who've experienced it. Like, no, scratch all that. Like that's way too detailed. I just need to give love. 
I need to give love and, and that connection. That's yeah. what we all crave. Yeah, that's not so. audience or target demographic. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, especially if, you know, shared experiences are human experiences at the end of the day, you know, no matter whether you are black, white, female, male, non-binary, or what have you, you know, like at the end of the day, these experiences can affect literally anybody and everybody you know mm. it's just that unfortunately we put ourselves in the box or there's these boxes that have been set in stone for long periods of time that is sort of hard to try and get out of that box or even try and break open the box and be like oh hey you're much more than that and stuff like that too you know especially because I'm the type of person that don't like to be put into a box you know <laughs> like I sort yeah. of said like I'm a black man, I'm a male, and all this other shit, but, like, I know that I am much more capable of much more than what can perceive of me of being a black male in America and all this other <laughs> shit. Totally. Try, try being the box of a dropout, an alcoholic, a slut, a, you know, it's like, try to, those boxes, I get it, I hate them. And really boxes, again, back to this human nature thing, because I'm telling you, I needed to know why, 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 why. Human nature is like, if I put you in a box and I see Q as a black man and he's this many years old and he lives in this area, now I, you're safe to me mm -hmm. because I know nothing about you can come up unexpected because these are the things that you are. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it makes me feel safe in a sense being around you. Because if you think about it, if I had no box and I really didn't know what was coming at me, okay, that doesn't feel as safe. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just human nature that we do that. The super cool thing is that you and I are mindful of it. Mm -hmm. And so even though like I'll shift over here and be like, okay, he's a black man. He's this many years old. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know that, but there's, and then I have that power to bring it back and be like, and he's breathing like I am mm -hmm. and he's loving people like I am. And to bring, you know what I'm saying? We actually have the gift of mindfulness. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And mindfulness. Yeah. And mindfulness is always a very like hard, <laughs> hard thing to master stuff, especially like when you try to be too, too mindful mm -hmm. and it sort of like gets you to that rut of like, oh they have like stopping you really from doing anything and I know and that's on my part because I can be really too mindful of stuff and I mean I believe I even said this earlier in this podcast I think or maybe I don't know but of like uh yeah or even like before this episode like I was very mindful of the fact that me starting this podcast like I am a male a black male starting this podcast wanting to talk about like sexual assault gender violence and all this other important topics and stuff and I'm like I don't know where I fit <laughs> into this mold of whether if I'm like really the right person or and stuff like that but you know it was like you know I'm gonna do it and do it because I don't see anyone else really doing it or at least doing it in the same vein as I am so you know let me do it and just see where it goes you know even if they're like long periods of like pause but still being like hey I'm still like doing this and stuff like that I still want to do it you know um just because I just want to make the world a little bit better too and like just break out of that box you know because I'm 
like I just don't like boxes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy is that you even put your we don't we put our own self in boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, did you hear that? It's like, oh my God, the world of the box. It's like I just like you said, I just I, can I just get can we get out of the box? Like <laughs> or make the box bigger so we all can get in. One of the two. <laughs> Something's gotta give. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about the box bigger, but yeah, definitely something. <laughs> I'm still holding my stance that the one to be in the box, but <laughs> but yeah, and <clears throat> it's it is like very interesting to see all these boxes too, especially you know, and like you know, you probably you see these boxes, you know, especially a little bit longer long longer life than I do um mm-hmm. but even in my own experience seeing how these boxes sort of like even sort of like manifest in like my own experience with like at at my college eastern Michigan and stuff and seeing how the boxes of like the different social groups and organizations as a whole that and all that play into like the greater e- ecosystem of the school and stuff like that mm-hmm. and now even though not being a part of it seeing sort of seeing how those ecosystems are sort of changing on their face um especially seeing like um how much how much of hurt that has been like unearthed within the community of sexual assault that has happened on my campus unfortunately and how long it's it's taken for even like for even like cases to like go through or really be taken serious or any of that stuff of of like even like certain members from like certain like like greek life organizations like the couple of them being from like alpha sigma alpha uh, alpha sigma phi and delta tau delta and stuff like that to name to name a few um i started seeing how like from my own opinion seeing like the respect of greek life you know being a part of that community stuff like that sort of like going downhill um in the sense that there's like no trust you know or no like or no like really surefire way of like how to even have the community heal which is you know hey ban greek life and stuff like that which i understand but there's also again that also that others that other side of like right you ban it but will the issue of sexual assault still be prevalent will there still be accountability and stuff like that too especially from the school itself sorry that like going into a long tangent but you know again it's just sort of like going over that like discussion of boxes and stuff too especially from like the from like the university perspective all the way down to like the uh, community and the students themselves too and the organic and the and the organic nature of that community and how it's been, especially over the past few years, and how everything's been changing along with technology and mm-hmm. the social issues and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Sorry guys, that was a, like a long rant and stuff <laughs> like that. But I was gonna eventually go around to my point eventually and stuff, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Um but uh, with that and <laughs> moving on from boxes, um, so uh, with with that, what was you sort of delve a little bit into the process of the book and writing the memoir? Uh, how what was really that process like? You know, did you have to go through an editor? Did you uh, interview people to uh, because of some things you don't remember and stuff like that from 
like your own from your life too that you want confirmation on and stuff um and did you did you cry um because of like having to like sort of like write down in, in your book a lot of like your own personal experience and stuff like that like what was like that process like um especially up until like when you launched the book too it was a plethora of all above everything there um what i what i did is i would get little glimpses like ah you know I, I need to start doing, you know, like, for instance, there was a time where I was like, I need to really put my timeline together. You know, let's face it, uh, high levels of drinking will equate to a blackout, you know, so there's a lot of bits and pieces of my story that I couldn't put together. And even as the book is finished, there's actually, I think, two blank spots within my mind that I couldn't put together. Of course, nobody else would know that. But um, those were two areas that have sources like we're not going to we're not going to bring them up yet. We're not going to reveal them yet, maybe within me. And so, so what I did is I would do, you know, I, tr I, I, I would have fits and, you know, fits and bits with this fits and starts, I guess, of, of, you know, tr you know, I started writing like individual situations like documents, and then I would throw them in a folder. And, you know, so I just was gathering like different approaches. I went to a, a workshop, a writing workshop uh, over on Martha's Vineyard and, you know, try to sit down with the, you know, the, the authors of the world and that was a catastrophe. And so, you know, then I got back home and I tried something else. Um, and then what had happened is, is like, I started, like when I put this into the universe, when I, I talked about it with one of my friends mm -hmm. about a year ago, and we talked about like, how do I take all of this knowledge and experience? And I'd like to say a bit of wisdom, how do I get it out there? So other people do not have to go down that path by themselves. Mm -hmm. And so then what started to happen is I started having communications and then this person would say, oh, Jules, you need to talk to my friend in Chicago. Oh, you need to talk to this lady who authored a book in Arizona. And so that's how, that's how it happens, right? It's never on a perfect platter. And so, um, so this happened, this happened. And then one of them was like, well, you know, I would suggest getting on this website. This is where, you know, people who write, uh, you know, put up their profiles. And so I went ahead and followed that direction. And then I came upon uh, two people, actually. And it was interesting because, you know, there's always the, the mental perspective of somebody. And then there's the spiritual per perspective of somebody. And so I found this gentleman who had credentials out the yin yang. I mean, he was so educated. He was actually an English professor at a university, like a PhD level. I'm thinking, this is my man. If anybody can get my words out, it's going to be this guy. And it was a complete, it, it, it was a complete failure. I mean, he had, <laughs> we did not vibe at all. Oh, and in no. fact, at one point, halfway through the interview, I said, oh, with all due respect, of your level of education, I just have to say, I don't think we're a good match. Mm -hmm. And he was very cordial. It was fabulous how the conversation ended. But then I went on to that second one mm -hmm. and that is Marlena Glenn. And when we started to talk, it was right from the heart, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the woman who could put words to my emotions. Mm -hmm. And so together as of in December, we decided January of this year, we would meet via Zoom once a week. Mm -hmm. And I would tell her my story. And every week I would start where I left off and move on to the next one. And so over a course of six months, 
We were able to put this together. She comes with a complete package. So I didn't have to worry about publishing and editing and all that other crap. Mm-hmm. She, she had that all under control. All I had to do was, was be me and tell my story. Mm-hmm. And so then she connected me with somebody who helps me with uh, the social media aspect of this, the publicist. And I mean, the book launched, I think, two weeks ago now. And I think I'm like 22 podcasts in. I mean, it's just on fire. And I have met people from all over the world. I shipped a book out to uh, to Denmark, you know, a few months ago. It was just like, this is insane. So, um, yeah, it was nothing as I expected. Like when I first thought, okay, I'm going to write a book. Okay, so I need to get some credentials. I need to get those letters after my name. And I was like, man, I don't want to go back to college. That seems like such, you know, off the beaten track. And it so was, I would have wasted a lot of time trying to fulfill my ego of what I, what I thought it should be. So to sum that up, it has been like a hell of a journey to the point Q, I say, I just hold on sometimes to the side rails. I just hold on to the side rails because here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, so, it's still like, even after all that, all the failings and stuff, you still learn from them, found something better. And then in the end result, you're sort of on this roller coaster ride, you know, <laughs> you just can't get off it. And you yeah. know what, it's, it's, it's worth it, you know, it's something that you deserved at the end of the day too, especially sharing your own experience and stuff like that too. Um, it, because, you know, even like talking with you and a little bit be- before the start of this podcast and stuff, like this is definitely like someone who definitely deserves the very best, you know, that brings out a lot of like positive energy and wants to really share to help others you know um and you know i i'm a firm believer that we need like more givers than takers you know um especially in helping making this world a little better place whether it's like giving service to others giving our experience to others or whatever form of giving that we can give um i think it's just like fantastic and i think like it's what helps make the world go around you know um so yeah keep on holding on to that roller coaster i guess (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's it like what would jules do wwjd hold on to the rails just hold on to the side rails (laughs) that might be a new slogan for me i mean that might be t-shirt material oh yeah yeah definitely t-shirt material i can see it now You're uh, getting the first shirt, you know that. <laughs> oh man, please, please let me let me know. I'll be your first first. All right, writer. you represent, okay? <laughs> I will represent till the day I die. Yes, and, you and heard now. it, folks. He's my biggest <laughs> fan now. <laughs> and even then, I believe my tombstone will even have your shirt too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, um, but. Yeah, so you know, uh, so with that, um, you released the book, and as you said, you've been on this roller coaster ever since. Um, how do you feel like sort of being on this roller coaster, being on these many podcasts, and meeting with all these people, and getting the responses that you do have from the book? You know, like what was it like getting that first initial burst of like the speed from like the roller coaster per se? um and everything that like entails with having the book out you know I don't really think my feet have hit the ground 
um, sense. And I have to practice really grounding myself because this is just a high vibration of excitement. Um, and, and so I'm constantly trying to be like, okay, just exhale because a lot of stuff is coming at me. And actually before, uh, we launched the book, I had my tarot cards read, um, for the first time. And so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm open. And she had said, mm. you know, things are going to come at you, but do know that it will settle down. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the responses I've gotten, oh my God, cute. Unbe unbelievable. I had, I want to share this. I have, um, I have a, a friend, a couple, and uh, we've done, you know, we've sailed together and, and we've had kind of a, you know, uh, a relationship, but just they live, they live out of state. So it's not yeah. like we're having dinner every weekend, but mm -hmm. we've definitely done, you know, like vacations and stuff together. And, and uh, she had gone through some, uh, some trauma and recently had gotten to the point where the best decision was to take her life. And yeah. so apparently on her way to getting help, she started reading my book in Kindle form mm -hmm. and, and said to her husband, if I would have started reading this, I wouldn't have taken those pills. Mm. I was like, oh my, wow. oh my God, oh my God. Like this is some powerful stuff that I hold. And I don't take any of it personally because it's just my story, right? I didn't, it's, it's just my story. And so to hear that kind of feedback that I, my existence, my being could have changed direction, that is extremely powerful. Right. So I've had things like that. I've had people when we did the, the virtual launch party, we, you know, we had people from all over and I had both men and women on there. And, you know, one guy was like, oh, my God, Jules, you've just completely changed the direction of the way I look at fitness. And I was like, oh, my God, like these are game changing things. And so um, it's been really exciting. And and now actually what I'm doing is I'm like gasping at like, how do I connect with people more one-on-one? -on -one? Now that we've all related through this, this book, how can I, you know, bring together this, as for instance, you know, five women who who've gone through abuse and create that safe place where you like we can have this conversation about kind of like as I described, like that how how can we all come together and connect? And, and share some of that experience and strength and hope actually. So um, it's been a lot. Um, I try to just stay focused on my basics. I get my workout in, I make sure I eat properly. I take time to spend time with my husband. You know, I take a vacation. <laughs> I went sailing for 10 days, you know? So that's really how it is because I hope, I hope this does not, I hope it doesn't end for quite some time because I, I, it's definitely, I want, I want to bring in more people. I want to connect more people. So I'm grateful that we get to do what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all just little, we're seed planters, right? We just yeah. plant little seeds, plant little seeds. Source has got this whole thing. It's all under control. <laughs> <laughs> just holding on to that roller coaster the, the, the rails <laughs> <laughs> the rails at this <laughs> sometimes you have to have that bar that clicks down on your lap but i'm telling you i'm in for the ride <laughs> oh man <laughs> uh, but it 
no, it's a man just that story of the woman of that gave me chills. Yeah, I don't know. That gave this me is real shit. Like we're not just writing a book and having fun signing and yeah. you know living in the fluff of it all. Mm-hmm. No, like, this it, is really needed out there. Yeah, especially now in this and where we're at now with so many things going on, you know, and really i i think it's i think it's just more important than anything you know of like giving you know and giving and sharing really Mm -hmm. especially if we believe our own life experiences can help others too at the end of the day too i mean we've looked at it plenty of times i have plenty of proof with it with like youtube and blogs and you know books you know (laughs) 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 like people read other people's experiences because it helps connect them in a certain level of understanding that they are not alone yeah yeah I think there is um there was a stretch where I could not not be reading other memoirs Mm -hmm. like you know like I was just like Amazon would suggest and I would say yes I mean it was like if it resonated with me I mean I could it's almost like I was starving I was like I need to hear how other people are doing this how did they and I mean there's some amazing books out there there's some amazing people who have gone through very challenging things who've come out the other side and that little sprinkle of hope I'm telling you that's where the power's at mm-hmm. I was grateful to read some of those yeah yeah and under yeah I think it's sorry I'm like (laughs) trying to get my thoughts in but it is it is it is comforting knowing and understanding too um that we all are not alone no matter where we are in life yeah um but I think it's sometimes we don't really have it in our head that we are not alone because we are so far apart from each other having different experiences and thinking who can really relate to even my own life experience and stuff when it's been constantly shown time and time again that there are people that will connect with you that want to connect with you that feel connected with you based on your own experience you know Mm -hmm. and you know it falls in line with like the box you know <laughs> <laughs> we need to call this episode box and rails <laughs> box and rails the <laughs> box and rails yeah on this yeah. next episode of box and rails we're gonna talk about rails <laughs> what are rails <laughs> what is what is life rails what are guard rails <laughs> uh but yeah, it's we, as you mentioned, we put ourselves in these boxes, especially with life experiences and thinking that there isn't anyone out there. But you, you, as we've talked about and as you shared, there are people that feel connected from what you shared. Um, and it's really important to acknowledge that, understand that, and to still have it going and put out there, you know especially now, you know, as I said, with everything going on and needing more of that connection more than ever too. And being grateful to even have like the, like the connection that we're having now, you know, thank to technology and stuff. 
Totally. And look how powerful this is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're on one side of the United States and I'm on the other. Yet look at the vibration we're putting out into both mm-hmm. of these hemispheres. I mean, this is some powerful stuff if we utilize it correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And it's 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 definitely freeing being able to have this talk and people listen yeah. and have and hope and having the hope of people coming in feeling inspired feeling that connection and being like oh this is something that I can really be a part of or this is something that I can at least go to from time to time again and know that I'm not alone Mm -hmm. or even just being happy that there's even a space out there too um and understanding how much power there is in that um and I, and I, even though I have my, I have my feelings and doubts about, I still want to keep on creating this space too, because yeah. the, even though there are plenty of spaces, I believe there, there isn't enough effective spaces such as these, where there is no feeling of judgment and the conversation is like the conversation that is put out there mm-hmm. and can be easier for people that want to share and help with their own recovery and their own healing process yeah you know, so <clears throat> oh man sorry um but um with that uh you also mentioned a level of open-mindedness uh too um and so what so what was what was that what was that level of open-mindedness like and um what was and what was the journey of that as well Again, there was no word of perfection. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the the things of the one of the many, many beautiful things about having that reset within my journey that that's part where, um, where I get sober, um, that allowed me to clear the slate like a hundred percent. And so then that's when I was taught how to look inward and that authentic peace within me. Some people call it our soul or that gut instinct or that area. It's all just semantics, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But by going in there, I as I, you know, come back out into the the world and starting to like adult a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, I would then be able to speak from my truth and I didn't have to worry I wasn't sidetracked by what people thought of me or because it didn't matter. I was so grateful to be sober. I, I, I could taste my food again. I mean, life was miraculous on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And so those, it just didn't matter. And so as I moved forward in my life, you know, the different realms of my life. So sexuality is a very large portion of who we are as these human beings and so I was able to within that realm find what what do I enjoy and better yet what do I not enjoy and talk about boxes right I cleared all those boxes all that dogma and I created what was authentic to me and that required this open mind perception so what I also found is kind of like what we're doing here energies we attract then what happened is I would attract like-minded people, ultimately creating this whole world of people that have no judgment, who enjoy exploration, you know, all of that open-minded lifestyle. That also went in in lines with my physical physique. Mm 
-hmm. You know, there's this dogma of what a woman should look like. I'm this many years old. You better act like this. You better do, you know, I, there's the stereotype, right? This, mm -hmm. the, the box. And that too, I was able to apply that same skill set and create who, who I authentically want to be on a physical level, ultimately, you know, attracting more and more like-minded people, you know? So really what it's done is it's given me a lot of self-power and power, not necessarily to be all that or be great, but power to not be caught up by the boxes, by the dogmas and the power and courage mm -hmm. to, to really take who's inside of me and manifest her, like be the woman I was intended to be. And that's really what's created this amazing life. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I get to enjoy scuba diving. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm cute. I didn't even know how to, I didn't even know how to swim. I'm, I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> we don't go in the lakes. You look at them, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> you know, so I've been able to acquire things of experiences with this kind of open-mindedness. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's new, it's outside the box, mm -hmm. um, but it's really exciting. And it's very enlightening because other people are like, oh, what do you mean? I can sail and still have my career. You know, again, outside the box. Yeah, we're that. Yeah, it's that mindset of, or we can be this or this. It's never really this and this. Yeah. And it, and when you put and, it allows a lot of more of that flexibility and a lot of that open mindedness. You yeah. Know, especially yeah. because we're we're very fluid human beings. You totally. Know, that like can think about one thing for a second, then change it in the next second, you know? Mm -hmm. And I believe that's something that I don't think a lot of people even take, even like really take into account to stuff, especially yeah. when they're like, man, you change your mind real fast. Like, why did you change your mind and stuff? It's like, I changed my mind. <laughs> like, what, what can you do, you know? And it's um, the beauty of being human. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a bad thing. Please don't say it that way. Why do you say it that way? <laughs> of course I do. And you do too, if you would want, mm. you know, if you allow yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, and <laughs> like, that's why, that's why even for me, I have like a lot of patience for people and uh, especially with them changing and not like making plans and stuff like that. Cause like life happens you can change your mind one second and change it the next, you know, yeah. like I can be very like flexible around that too. Cause like I'm human and I understand that I can also be flexible and change my own mind from one second to the next and be like, Hey, I, I get it. I understand. I'm not going to be pissed off or anything. <laughs> like yeah. the only time I would even really be like bad or anything is if it's like constant enough to where it's like, all right, come on. Like, you know we, we set plans and stuff like that but even then it's still it's not really like madness or anything just really mild annoyance but again it's still coming from that place of understanding um because at the end of the day i want to understand more people and i want people to, to understand me because we only have one home one earth one planet <laughs> you know we don't we don't love each we don't love we don't learn enough about loving each other mm -hmm. um and i think it just all comes down to to the basic understanding of humans and the human experience whether you are black white female male 
from a different country from a different part of the state you know <laughs> like yeah. it's understanding and most importantly love so yes yeah <laughs> um so uh with that um i guess uh do you do what is your next what is your next plans for um your book and interviews and stuff like that will there be an, a part two of your book <laughs> what is what is life going to be like for Jules for the next uh, uh six months or so into the future again when if you get a chance to talk with source you can certainly let me know too because I have <laughs> no idea <laughs> but I do have insights I do have insights and I'm drawn to um, bringing together uh, like I was saying a group bringing us together if that's through what we're doing right here through podcasts or uh, like zoom gatherings there's there's something like that that's manifesting and it's very powerful right now um, you know, I thought about, okay, then I'll write the next book. And, but it sounds like this is more urgent than the time frame of writing the book and going through the process of getting another book out into, mm -hmm. out into the world. I think um, I'm feeling a great urgency to, to do things a little bit more in person. I think the book has set um, a nice platform. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I can definitely bounce off that into many different areas. Um, it's, uh, I guess, you know, that's the only thing right now that's really just, feeling feeling my every day like one of those where you just lose hours brainstorming and so that's mm -hmm. that's really what's on the forefront is kind of bringing this into more of a live in-person mm -hmm. um, experience so and again there's gonna be side rails <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just hold on I, I really have no idea where we're going <laughs> just enjoying the ride <laughs> just pedaling <laughs> yeah just keep swimming like Dory. That's it. Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> keep going. Well, this that's awesome. And I pray and hope that your ride continues on uh, with this momentum and bringing a lot of good energy and bringing a lot of like-minded people to create something really beautiful and really mm -hmm. awesome um, that can help others. Um, and before we go, do you have any more insights or life experiences that you'd like to share to our viewers and listeners right now? You know, I'd like to close with you're exactly where you're supposed to be doing exactly as you're doing. It's part of the journey. Don't question it. Just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. And I also want to say that if you are interested into getting my book in your hands or maybe a Kindle, um, my website is kind of my mothership to everything that we're doing. And it is www.themakingofawoman.com. And on there, you get to listen to all my podcasts, like this one right here. Um, you'll see my events, my upcoming events, um, and various other things. I have blogs on there and, and uh, fun stuff like that. So we're actually working on a Shopify account. So lots of good stuff's coming up. So yeah, definitely check it out and follow me on my different social media platforms as well. Awesome. Well, once that Shopify account is up, I will definitely be the first to buy that shirt. <laughs> now I've got another idea. Yes. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in to the uh, podcast. You can listen to this on the YouTube channel now. That's back up with like the first seven of the episodes. Still need to do the rest of it. uh, But you can listen to this episode on YouTube. Um, you can also listen to this episode on Spotify as well. Um, and if you would like to tune in for any of any upcoming uh, episodes, anything like that, you can also follow the Tell Your Story podcast on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, but with that, thank you for tuning in and listening, guys. Jules, thank you for being on the podcast and sharing this awesome story and having an amazing conversation with you. Thank you. Um, And with that, guys, we're going to tune out. So see you guys later.